This weekend, we have, uh, uh, we have been offered these readings from the church to meditate upon, and two themes stick out to me very clearly. The theme of shepherding and the theme of rest. In our first reading, the prophet Jeremiah says at the very beginning, Woe to the shepherds who mislead and scatter the flock of my pasture. At first glance, at least for me, when I see this, I look at those who are shepherds in my life today, or the shepherds who are those who claim to be shepherds in our lives uh, today. But Jeremiah was speaking specifically to the king of, uh, of Israel. And the king of Israel at the time was kind of abusing the people in which he was supposed to be serving. And he was taking advantage of, of them as they were, overtaxing them and taking advantage of the poor and enslaving people if they couldn't pay their taxes. But if we look at the history of the kings throughout the, throughout the nation of Israel, we can see that all the way back to David, even David had his own problems. We see that David took advantage of his people by taking someone else's wife and making her his wife and having a child by her outside of wedlock. And we see that there is consequences to this. David then repents, of course, and becomes the great king of Israel, upon which every king after him is meant to follow, and he is meant to be the example for them. We see within the first generation that Solomon fails in his duties as king. For a while, Solomon is the great king a great king of Israel. But he soon falls to the temptation of all of this money that he, and this, this wealth that he begins to amass in his life and these kingdoms that he begins to rule over, thus taking on more and more wives. And so all of these wives that he takes into his life begin to convert his heart. And this wealth that he has amassed begins to convert his heart so that he no longer looks to seek what, it, what God wants of him, but he only seeks to do what those around him want him to do. And even though he is gifted with this great gift of wisdom, wisdom doesn't allow him to see the errors in which he has brought about. And many of the kings follow suit after him. In fact, immediately after Solomon is when the kingship actually begins to be divided already. Two sons of Solomon take, uh, take thrones in the north and in the south, and the kingdom is divided. Between the ten kings in the north and the two, or the ten kingdoms in the north and the two kingdoms in the south. So that by the time that we get to Jeremiah the prophet today, there is actually only the kingdom of the southern kingdom that is left. The northern kingdom has already been taken into exile by the Assyrians. And now the last king, the last two kingdoms in the south are what is left. And they are soon to be taken into exile by what is now Babylon. And so Jeremiah is warning the king of Egypt, saying, Woe to you, shepherds, specifically the king, who mislead and scatter the flock of my pasture. And so we have to be careful about who we are allowing to shepherd us in our own lives. Who are we following? What are the voices that we are hearing in our lives that we are giving our lives over to? Who are those that are we turning ourselves over to to lead us in our lives? Because there's many voices in the world that want to control our lives. There's many voices in the world that want us to follow them. 
But there's only one voice that we need to listen to that is going to lead us to eternal life. And that is the voice of God. That is the Holy Spirit working in our lives as we are sanctified through the suffering and the, and the penances that we take on in our lives. That is that prayer that we enter into so we can hear the voice of Jesus. And we know who to follow. So that when we turn to our gospel today, and we see that Jesus is inviting his disciples to rest. He says, come away by yourselves to a deserted place and rest a while. Why is Jesus inviting his disciples into rest? Because if we go back and we look at Mark chapter 6, we see that Jesus has sent his disciples out into the world to cast out demons, to heal the sick, and to bring people to Christ. He has sent them out two by two to do the ministry that he has, that he has, he has sent them out to do. And so in some ways, as we enter into our lives of prayer, our lives of ministry, our lives that God is calling us to preach the gospel in, we are also called to go to a deserted place and to rest a while. Because we need to take a step back from the normal things that we do in order to hear the voice of God so we can hear what He is calling us to do. And not only to hear what He is calling us to do, but so that we can be affirmed in who we are. That we are a beloved child of God. Many of the voices of the world want to take our attention and say, well, you need to go and buy this. You need to participate in this. Your kids need to be in all of these activities. You need to be doing this or else you're not a good parent. You need to be following me because of whatever. But what we truly need is we need to hear the voice of God to say, you are my beloved child. And the only place that we can actually hear this is if we have actually take a step back from all of the things that we are involved in. And we go away to a deserted place and we can enter into some silence and prayer. Silence and prayer is essential for us to be able to hear the voice of God. We are blessed in our parish here to have 12 hours of adoration every Thursday. What is adoration? Some of you may ask. Adoration is when we take the Holy Eucharist that we will consecrate here at the Mass today and we'll place it in a liturgical instrument called a monstrance. Monstrance is the English form of the Latin word monstrare, which means to show. And so we place our Lord in the monstrance, in the Eucharist, to show Him so that we can come and speak to Him face to face. And that we can know Him and we can allow ourselves to be known by Him. It's a wonderful opportunity for us to enter into that opportunity for prayer. And if Thursdays don't work for you to come by the church and enter into prayer with Jesus, our church is open every day from at least 6 a.m. until 10 p.m. As long as I get up out of bed on time and I don't close up too early because I'm tired. Or lazy, one of the two. But it's usually open from 6 to 10. An opportunity for you when you're passing by to just stop in, to visit our Lord, 
to give your life over to him, to hear his voice, to affirm you that you are his child and that you are beloved by him. When the pandemic hit last March, one of the greatest blessings that happened, and maybe for those of you who are farmers, things didn't change a whole lot, but in the cities, I'm calling Hayes a city. I know it's only 20,000 people, but in Hayes, a lot of the families, they weren't going to work. They, their kids weren't at school and your kids weren't at school. And so they were at home together. All of their activities were canceled. And so they had time together to relax, to get to know one another, to share life with each other. And many commented on what a great blessing that was to actually have all of this downtime together for about two days and they were sick of it. <laughs> but the quiet that they entered into, the quiet that they were able to have, the time that they were actually to spend with their family was a time, a beautiful time for their family to come together again. And I was hoping during that time that many of these families would recognize how good that was and they would continue to have these opportunities to spend time together and that many of the activities that they normally were involved in would kind of not come back for them because they realized you know, our, our family time is more important than all of this. But what happened is when things opened back up and school began again and when the summer activities hit this summer, what often happened is they took more vacation time, which vacation is good. We need to get away sometimes. But then they also put their kids in more activities than they, what they were in normally to try and in a sense make up for what they missed out on last summer. So they became so much busier that their spiritual lives actually were affected. Because they didn't make the time for God. As Mass was still not an obligation, many of them took that as an opportunity for them to not come back to Mass. I hope that they have started to come back to Mass now. But they've realized that they've given everything away. And they have forgotten the most important part. And that is to be with Jesus. To be affirmed in His love. And be affirmed that they are beloved children of God. We hear in John chapter 10. Jesus tells us, I am the good shepherd. My sheep hear my voice and they know me and they follow me. For us to be able to follow Jesus, we have to know what his voice is like. We have to know how he speaks to our heart. And the only way in which we can get familiar with His voice, the only way that we can get familiar with the way in which He speaks to us is to spend that time in silence. If coming to the church is not a possibility for you, how can you make a space in your home to be able to take 20 or 30 minutes a day, even 10 minutes a day, to spend time in silence offering your life to God, giving your life over to Him, who is our Creator and who is our Savior so that we can know Him and that He can know us. Our Lord wants to enter into a deep union and communion with us. Just like when spouses come together 
And they enter into communion with one another and they enter into that deepest intimate union with each other. If they only do that but never talk to each other, what kind of relationship is that? When we come to meet our Lord in the Eucharist, it is a deep physical bodily communion where we take Him into ourselves and that He takes us into Him. So we are united, His body, blood, soul, and divinity, and we are united with that. But if we never take the opportunity to spend time speaking with Him, what kind of relationship is that? Not a good one. So we must enter into friendship, conversation, dialogue with our God. Giving Him the time, our time, to be able to go to a deserted place and to rest. So we may know His voice. We may be the sheep that follow Him and follow Him all the way to eternal life.